Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul Thon Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got friend of the show, Brian Keene of Smart Power, and we're going to talk about the uh, renewable energy marketplace uh, because Brian is the president of Smart Power. They are a um, nonprofit firm dedicated to promoting alternate energy and uh, renewable energies, and so we're just going to chat about the current state of the industry. How's that, Brian? Welcome to the show. Hey, Alex. Great to be back. How are you doing? Oh, doing well. And I mean, there's obviously so much going on in the space that we could literally just talk about what's happened in the last couple of weeks and fill an episode, so let's do that. Absolutely. Well, you know, one of the biggest uh, pieces of news the other day was the release of uh, the Solar Foundation. We just released a, a jobs report, really showing that, in fact, though this past year, uh, we saw the biggest burst of solar jobs in the United States um, ever. And quite frankly, though, that's not that surprising. What we've seen over the past year is that we really are getting to the point now where we're cracking the code on residential solar. We actually have now figured out how to get people to buy solar who hadn't even wanted to buy solar before. And so it's really exciting because people today are starting to understand that they can actually start taking control of their own energy. They can start being energy smart. If they live in a, their own residential home, they could actually have a chance to buy solar for their house or they could buy solar, community solar for their community. And if nothing else, they can just start saving energy right at their home just with quick, simple, easy steps to take, you know, that stop saving, that start saving power and money that they don't even know they're wasting. Right. Well, I, I mean, I do believe, Brian, we came to a tipping point because as recently as six months ago, I had people who work in our industry sound like ridiculous Luddites on the point <laughs> of – and, 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 and it's interesting because – I mean, I'll give you an example. I'm not going to name names because it's not uh, germane to the conversation, but I do want to tweak people out there, and I hope you recognize yourselves in this because I think it's defeatist and stupid to be – anti-developing technologies when the fact is every technology that has gone to solid state has superseded the analog technology it preceded, that preceded it. And to hear these people who six months ago were saying, well, the president on Solyndra and we're wasting money on development and now all of this explosion in solar and where are the American companies, where are the uh, American innovators, all of these Luddites and people who stood on the sidelines, now that, now that we've actually reached a tipping point on solar, I, I do feel a sense of disappointment, but I'm actually, though, it's balanced by glad that we're actually finally moving forward. What do you think That's about right. that? Oh, I think, I think you're exactly right. I mean, I think what's fascinating is that this entire industry has become politicized, and I still actually don't understand why. But it's really, we have to understand as an industry first, and then get the American people to understand this is not a political discussion. It's a consumer choice. And, exactly. I mean, to, to talk about this stuff in the realm of, you know, Democrats or Republicans. It's like talking about Coke or Pepsi being bought by Democrats or Republicans. We all drink Coke or Pepsi. It doesn't matter. We should all, and by the way, we all use power. We are using power, every single one of us. We are using power 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It is in everything we do. Even when we are asleep, we are using power. And so this isn't a political political discussion. This is just a consumer choice. We decide to buy all this power. Now let's actually figure out, hey, where is this coming from? And can I get it better? Can I get it cheaper? Can I get it more effective? And that's really where this is headed. Yeah, I agree with you completely there. You're very, very right. So where are we headed? Well, you know, it's fascinating. We've seen with solar that uh, increasingly, you know, we're, we're there, you know my, my group, Smart Power, we're actually running a program in New England called the New England Solar Challenge 
where we are basically challenging communities to buy solar. And they're doing it. In Connecticut alone, we have 30 communities now that are basically what we call solarized communities. And that is that these communities have created a group buying program. And in the process, what's happening is that they are dropping dramatically the price of solar within their community. Exactly. And, and it's amazing because what you're, we're seeing in every single community now that is solarized, they have doubled the number of solar installations within that community. And they've doubled those solar installations really only within 20 weeks. These are short campaigns. These aren't year-long campaigns. But within 20 weeks, we're doubling the number of solar installations, and the price is coming down by tens of thousands of dollars. And, and then also really kind of cool is that fully 20% of the people who are buying it had never thought about buying solar before. And so it is like, well, wow, we're not thing. just... It's amazing. It's not just the low-hanging fruit. You know, for so long in this industry, it's been, oh, the low-hanging fruit will do it. But now we're saying, like, no, the main, it's becoming the mainstream middle. It's like, well, if I could do it, why wouldn't I do it? If I could save energy, why wouldn't I save energy? Yeah. And, yeah. And, well, and that's the thing, Brian, is at the end of the day, what are we trying to accomplish here, right? You know, right. And right. these technologies allow us to accomplish that, and the tipping point is finally here, so now we have to move forward. That's right. That's right. Well, and it's an opportunity for all of us. So, I mean, and you just kind of look at these jobs, and it's like, wow, these aren't fake jobs. These are real jobs. I mean, when you consider the fact that in this country today, there are more people working in the solar industry than working in the coal industry, that has to be a wake-up call to the American people. It has to be like, like whoa, wait a wake minute. Wake-up call. Right. The alarm's ringing off the mantelpiece. Exactly right. Exactly. And it's like, wow. And so to have, you know, kind of folks say, well, you know, we don't like renewable energy. It's like, you got to be kidding me. Whose jobs don't you like? I mean, exactly. And at some point, we have to recognize that it is an industry thing. It's a societal thing. We're all in this together. You know, there, there right. is no, there isn't, when it comes to, the electron doesn't know left or right. You know, the power, exactly. the motor, the refrigerator, you know, it's, 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 at the end of the day, we all just want, you know, the refrigerator to work, the washing machine to turn on, and the lights to work when we flip the switch, right? Exactly. And that's, you know, that is really the point. And that is that we, we want all our creature comforts. And I, I'm chief among them. Like, I want the air conditioning to work. I want the heat to work. I love all my gadgets. But that means it takes a huge amount of power to power my gadgets. And so I've got to be responsible in a way. And part of that is actually how can we actually add more power to the grid? Well, we can do it through renewable energy. And then how can I actually just be smarter with the energy I use? And I can do that just by... You know, they call it conservation or efficiency. We just say it's being energy smart. Just understand that your products are always on and just take the time to turn them off. When we were kids, I think you and I talked about this before, but when we were kids, the biggest energy drain in the house was the refrigerator. And today, it's the flat screen TV when it's off. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you turn the TV off, your remote control, it's still on, it's still drawing power, and it's costing you about $100 a year in power. And I just right. don't think that's smart. I don't think that's an environmental issue. I don't think it's a Republican or a Democrat. I just don't think it's smart. Like, wow, why would you want to waste? Right. Why would you want to waste a hundred dollars a year to keep your TV off? And by the way, consider the fact that more homes have flat, more American homes have flat screen TVs, more flat screen TVs than they have children. And so you're talking huge amounts of money. You're talking two or three hundred, four hundred dollars a year just in your TV being off. So oh, and 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 well, I mean, and if you're going to talk about parasitic power, I'm going to reach out to the my and actually, I'm guilty of it as well, leaving uh, chargers plugged in. I mean, I live in New York City, and there and there's probably a power plant sitting somewhere that does nothing but supply all of the wall warts in Manhattan that are plugged into walls with nothing attached to them. Right, 
That's right. And, I mean, well, and so what you have is basically, I mean, consider the fact that just in the house you have now, it, as it grows and as, it, as the newer the house, it just has, they have outlets everywhere. You know, the house I grew up in, we would have to kind of scurry around a room trying to find an outlet. Now, you know, we redid our kitchen and there's an outlet every two feet. It's like, wow, we got more outlets here. And it's almost you know, a law of nature. The more outlets you have, the more you're just going to fill them up. You're going to be charging right. everything. And you know, someone told me at some point within the next, what, five to ten years, every American will have 15 gadgets that need to be charged. And that's huge. I mean, those are huge, huge amounts of energy, huge amounts of energy. And we just, and I'm not saying we shouldn't have these things. I'm just saying let's just do it smart. You know, don't leave that charger in the wall when it's not charging something because it's just drawing power and it's charging you money. <laughs> you know, the only thing it's not charging, the only thing it's charging is you and it's charging you $10 a year in wasted energy. And some people say, well, what's $10 a year? And it's like, well, if you got 15 of these things plugged in, you start talking real money. Then you start to, and then now, then that brings solar back into the equation because if your household, if you're generating like in, at, during peak hours, well, you, you, you can either store that energy in some states, you can sell it back to the grid. That's right. You can not worry about leaving your devices on because at least your household energy budget will support it all. So that's exactly exactly right. But also, what's even more fascinating, Alex, is that we see people when they get solar they start becoming more energy smart. They start saying, well, wait a minute. I don't want my solar just to power my gadgets to, to, to be off. You know, I don't want to power right. my TV to be off. How do I actually turn that TV off? Where, can I get a power strip and just turn it off? And so it really does flip back on itself. It's really cool. So when people buy solar, they then actually just start becoming really energy smart. They start dro- dro- their energy bill starts dropping not just because of their solar, but because they're just managing their energy better in their house. And it's just kind of a fact of life. When you are in charge of something – you actually start doing it better. You do it Making better, better yourself. Yeah, yeah you do. Excellent point, Brian. So um, what else have you seen recently in the renewable energy space that you'd like to share with our audience? Well, I think what, you know, I think what kind of the, what we're seeing now, and, you know, a lot of people are talking about the President's State of the Union address, too, um, with his kind of, you know, his approach of all of the above. And mm-hmm. this, to some extent, I think he makes a lot of sense. Um, and within that, though, I think we have to say what we want is, we really should have clean energy be a bigger piece of the of the energy portfolio, and it just hasn't been. And if we can do that, and we're starting to see that now with the Don's reports, we're seeing that with the solar programs we're running, it really can be part of our a bigger part of our energy portfolio, and that's a great thing. So I think we should start talking more along those lines, kind of, and I think you'll start to hear more about that, kind of just as the nation's energy portfolio. Um, and as we've seen, you know, natural gas is very exciting for a lot of folks. We're seeing that, you know, honestly, for the first time, the United States is becoming an energy exporter, which is pretty amazing. Um, and natural gas, without a doubt, is better for the climate than coal or oil. There's no doubt about that. But even better than natural gas or renewables. So can we use natural gas to, as a transition in a way to start building up more renewables as well? And that's pretty exciting. I think what we'll start seeing is a lot of kind of new discussion about how the United States can be a better energy manager and what we use for our energy, which is really Well, Brian, I, I believe, well, I, you know, in my humble opinion, fossil fuels will never disappear obviously because there are niche applications and there are some actual some mainstream applications where fossil fuels are best suited or at least at the current level of technology but there are a lot of areas where we can use renewables to reduce the footprint and 
keep the fossil fuels in the application spaces that they're best suited for and use more appropriate energy for those applications that we can serve with renewables. Alex, I think that's spot on. I mean, I think the, and that's, you know, where we get lost, where this discussion gets lost sometimes is people say, oh, you guys just want 100% solar. That's totally unrealistic. And it's like, it is. It's totally unrealistic. We're not saying that. We're actually saying that this country, since we started using energy, it's always been a, mis- a mishmash of energies across the country. Some states use more coal. Some states will use more oil. Some states use more nukes. Some states use more natural gas. And it's always been that. And where we can use more solar, we should be doing that. We, it, it just makes sense. I mean, why not? Where we can use more wind, wind doesn't work everywhere. I'm not saying we need it, you know, everywhere. But where it works best, why don't we use more of that? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. let's just be smarter about this. And it doesn't have to be this political discussion about, you know, oh, Al Gore doesn't, you know, likes this, so I don't, so I don't like it. It's like, no, it has nothing to do with that. Let's just, you know, if you live in the southwestern part of the United States, solar is probably a pretty good bet. You know, you get a lot of sun, and let's use it. And so, you know, it's just kind of, it's, I, I just to, to your point, which is just, let's have, let's understand that we have a mixed portfolio of energy, and in places where we can use more clean energy, why don't we do it? Let's do it. There you go. And actually, that, that segues nicely, Brian, into I always uh, let my guests have the last word. What final thoughts do you have for the audience before we close out the episode? So, well, if I can make uh, one, one little plug then, which is that, you know, last time we also talked about my book, uh, Green is Good. And basically, all these, all these issues we're talking about really are detailed in Green is Good. And in a really kind of way about talking about how regular people, real people, and real examples of people who are using renewable energy in their lives, they're converting... You know, they're, they're taking 18th century farmhouses and using geothermal power, you know, and you can read about this stuff and actually be like, oh, this actually makes sense. There's actually a way I could do this. I could get energy. Right. Why don't I do that? So my last pitch would just be, you know, if you, if you want more, take a look at Green is Good. It's available on Amazon. And, uh, and then also just to say, let's, uh, let's talk again next month. I think we've got a lot to talk about. Excellent. Well, we're going to keep bringing you back because uh, this is a moving target, so we're going to have to keep looking at it. But um, we, the interesting thing is we have reached the tipping point, and more and more people are going to start looking at this because not only for ideological reasons, but because it's the intelligent and cost-effective thing to do. That's right. Exactly right. Well, hey, Brian, thanks again for coming to the show. And like I said, we'll have you back, but we're done for the day, so I'm going to bid you a fond adieu. Excellent. Thanks, Alex. Oh, thank you. And I'd like to thank the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Don Power. Have a great day.